to the interview thing awesome awesome hello ladies and gentlemen this is your girl mitzi and this is mitzi let's think about it today we are going to be thinking about hypnosis yes ladies and gentlemen when you think about hypnosis what do you really think about maybe someone telling them to be a chicken i don't know that's the first thing that comes to my mind but i have a special guest here today who is going to really break it open for us so that we can really think about it in a different way so jay thank you so much for joining uh, why don't you go ahead and fully introduce yourself absolutely well thank you for having me first of all my name is jay robert parker I am a certified hypnotherapist, and I am the director of Twin Ravens Hypnotherapy and Research, LLC. Uh, and as is obvious, I'm a hypnotherapist, and part of that is hypnosis. And um, kind of a good question you ask. First thing you think of whenever you think of hypnosis, most people think of the, the clucking chicken thing or a swinging pocket watch. And uh, yeah. one of the first things I like to always put out there is... The chicken thing is kind of, I would say not true, but it is true. It's not hypnosis. Okay. It is more accurately described as an expression of something called social pain, which okay. is you feel uh, in, in, the, in the same place that like whenever you feel awkward or excluded, the same place you feel that discomfort is the exact same place as physical pain. So something being painfully awkward is actually painful. So. With that in mind, let's say you're up in front of a stage full of a thousand people, and I tell you when I snap my fingers, you're going to cluck like a chicken. You have two choices. You can either comply and have a good laugh with everyone else, or you cannot. And now everyone is staring at you wondering why you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Which yeah. is the better option at that point? Clucking like a chicken. Clucking <laughs> like a chicken. So kind of to explain what hypnosis is before I really discuss like what it is a hypnotherapist is hypnosis is not magic. It's not mind control. It's not metaphysical. This is a natural part of being human. Uh, the trance state, which is kind of defined as the borderline between the alpha and theta brainwave patterns um, happens every day, every single person on earth, 30 minutes before you go to sleep, 30 minutes after you wake up, you are naturally in trance. Have you ever heard of the term highway hypnosis? No. Uh, for, so for those of you listening that, have, uh, that haven't heard that as well, highway hypnosis is this term for like when you're driving on the freeway and like the lines passing under you and you just space out and like miss your turn. That's yeah. actually hypnosis. Like, oh, yes. I didn't know that. That happens mm -hmm. to me a lot then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, and that's the thing. Hypnosis occurs many times. When you're engrossed in a movie, when you're engrossed in a book, like all of these different situations induce varying levels of trance. And that's kind of a more advanced topic for another day, but trance is not an on-off thing. There's different levels of it. So there's light trance where you basically feel awake and present. And then there's the deepest levels of trance where you are completely unaware. And the 
getting there, getting to those deep levels isn't something you just do. It's something that has to be practiced, trained. Like I always tell people, hypnosis is a skill. So to explain what's happening kind of on a technical level. So your brain's basically separated into different sections, um, theoretically, illustratively, let's just say. And at the bottom of that, there's what's called your primitive mind. That's, that's your, your, it's called, it's your sympathetic nervous system, fight, flight, freeze, your, your basic, basic responses. And above that, there is your subconscious mind, which takes up depending on who you're getting your answer from between 80 to 90% of what is going on in your head is subconscious. Subconscious is everything from memory and emotion to uh, keeping your heart beating and keeping your lungs going. And above that is the remaining 10 to 20%, which is your conscious mind, which is what's here right now listening to me. And your conscious mind doesn't do a whole lot. It's only in charge of of willpower, reason, decision-making, very present things. And in between the conscious and unconscious mind, there is this thing that uh, is either called the critical filter if you're talking to a hypnotherapist or the gatekeeper if you're talking to a psychotherapist. But it's the same basic concept. It's this invisible barrier that exists between your conscious and subconscious mind that keeps them from communicating. Uh, it filters information coming in from the outside to accept or reject with your subconscious. And this is usually up unless you are in trance, which includes the natural uh, states of trance. And so as a hypnotherapist, what I do is uh, kind of primarily the work of a therapist. Uh, No matter what it is you're trying to do, lose weight, stop smoking, overcome trauma, take swings off your golf game, whatever thing it is. Uh, And that's run like standard therapy. How do you feel about that? All those, the standard therapy questions. But the difference is, is in that time that I'm asking you questions that we're talking I'm observing and noting your verbiage, your metaphors, the way that you express yourself and your problems, because that's the language of your subconscious. And then in the second half of the session, I I use hypnosis, put you in this very relaxed, uh, aware state. It has to be noted that outside of the deepest levels of trance, you are aware. You remember everything I tell you and give you suggestions uh, based upon what it is that you're wanting to do. Mm -hmm. And like with all that in mind, hypnosis isn't mind control. It is, it's the exact opposite. It's gaining control over your own mind, your own thoughts, your own actions. For example, like I said, habits. Uh, if you want to stop smoking and you are not consciously able to, that is a control you do not have over your life. Whereas with hypnosis, if you can quit smoking, you have exerted control over your life. So that's not mind control. It's the exact opposite. Yeah. I heard that um, hypnosis therapy is really good for individuals with dissociative identity disorder, people with multiple personalities. Is that true? No, hell no. Hell no. Uh, That is the one thing that is a huge no. Uh, No, no, no borderline, no disassociative, no schizophrenia, unless it is under the direct observation and referral of a licensed psychotherapist you the map is not the same uh so so there's only certain pay um clients you would actually take depending on their um mental history is that right yes correct uh now if i talk to your psychotherapist 
uh, on referral and they believe that it's fine, or if they want to observe, yes, that is fine. But for an example, say I'm working with somebody with schizophrenia uh, and I use a very standard induction that say involves a stairwell. I don't know their associations for a stairwell. I don't know anyone's associations for a stairwell, but with somebody with a personality disorder, it could be an extreme reaction to that. And basically, like I, I use the example, I don't know the map. No one knows the map of somebody with a personality disorder and especially DID. Who are you talking to? Exactly. And so that is, that is the big, big no, no. There's, there's actually, there's two in hypnosis. One's personality disorders. Two memories, no wiping memories, no bringing blocked memories back. Uh, That's interesting because I've also heard that hypnosis actually helps with trauma and revealing that the trauma that has been suppressed down actually bring to light. Why did your subconscious suppress it? Because it doesn't think that you're mentally, that you're ready to deal with it. Because it, it does not believe you are prepared for it. It does not believe it is needed for your healthy functioning. So exactly. what happens when I bring up this memory that has been suppressed for your own health by your subconscious? All manner of negative cascades. So mm-hmm. that is the primary problem. Now, in the course of working with somebody, and this has happened before, you remember something, that's mm-hmm. fine. That's, that's totally fine. But trying to force a memory, one, there's no guarantee that's the actual memory. Your memory is not a video recorder. It records perspective. So you're only going to remember a perspective. And if it is something so traumatizing that your brain keeps it from you, it will absolutely cause more issues than, it, than the not remembering. Now, there's other things where uh, that rule kind of gets bent a little bit. Like if you forgot your keys, for example, I can help with that. You're not going to remember anything traumatizing by remembering where you put your keys or something like that. But remembering what happened to you when you were six or seven, after you've repressed that for 30 years, that might have some intensely negative effects. So those are, those are the big no-nos. Do they teach that to you in school or when you are getting your license? Do they teach you those big no-nos? Here's the thing. There is no, and this is important to say, there's no such thing as a licensed hypnotherapist. There are certified hypnotherapists, but there is no state recognized licensure for a hypnotherapist. Uh, Now, speaking for myself, I have a degree in clinical hypnotherapy from a 720 hour postgraduate program. Some people calling themselves the exact same thing that I am able to took a 10 hour Udemy program and have absolutely no experience with mental care and health. So simply saying someone is a hypnotherapist, there is a huge, huge divergence of what that actually means. Um, And obviously the ones that have 10 hours of training and only know how to trance someone are not good people to go see because in, in the 720 hours of training I had, that was not spent learning how to trance people because learning how to trance someone is the easiest part of that training. I could teach my seven-year-old child how to put someone in hypnosis in about a half hour. But wow! So, what would be the hardest step then, if you don't mind me asking? The hardest part, uh, the actual all the different tools and modalities you have to learn for all the different people. 
everyone is different. Everyone's issue is different. Everyone thinks differently. Everyone associates differently. So just learning how to trance someone means nothing. Like yeah. it's, it's a party trick at that point until you learn how to uncover information, how to, to bring about revelation, how to bring about change by getting the conscious and the subconscious mind on the same page. There's a lot more nuance to, to this thing. Like I said, I could teach anyone how to trance someone. It's easy, but just trancing someone's a parlor trick until you know what to do with it. And you can, you can simply trance someone and give them positive reinforcement and that, that alone will do positive things. And there are some hypnotherapists that don't have a lot of training that that's what they do. They're basically hype men. Yeah. But when it comes to an actual clinical issue, that is when you need someone with an education. And I work with combat PTSD, male sexual dysfunction, trauma, uh, habit control. Really, the list is huge. Um, and with great success. Um, that's the thing that really makes me so passionate about what I do is I have, and this is going to sound like a, a bold statement, but I, I know it's true. I've legitimately changed people's lives. Like I've changed my own life. Like the person that I am today is not the same person that I was five, six, seven years ago. And it's the, the, the person that I am is much more positive, much more healthy. And it's all from the things that I've learned in the process of learning how to do this, the work that I've done, because I have my own hypnotherapist. I have several, truth be told, because I have a close-knit peer group of, of other hypnotherapists that we work together, we hang out together, and if somebody needs help, we work with each other. Mm -hmm. And um, so I know how powerful this is. And the the, the reason I do these interviews is, as you said at the beginning, people think that hypnosis is this the strange stage trick. And mm -hmm. I, it is one of my missions in life to change people's minds on that. Because full disclosure, I hate stage hypnosis. I think it is one of the most irresponsible things in existence. Because yeah, that makes sense. to me, hypnosis is a very powerful healing tool. And to to joke around with it on stage is the literal equivalent of dragging an MRI machine up on stage so people can ooh and ah at the way that it spins. Like, is it necessarily wrong? No. Is it a gross misappropriation of a medical tool? Yeah. And in a way, it's actually worse than that example because people who see that, that theoretical spinning MRI on stage don't become afraid of it. But people that see stage hypnosis get misconceptions and become afraid of it and yeah. will never actually seek its help when that could be the one thing that truly gives them the help that they need. So it, it honestly sounds like there's a lot of misconceptions when mm -hmm. it comes to hypnosis. You know, everything mm -hmm. that I was saying, low key, I honestly got from the outside world, from movies, from televisions, from what I've seen and what what just made you know I have sense and i feel that it sucks yeah yeah i've literally only seen a single movie that gave an honest portrayal of hypnosis and it was really? from the 40s uh there's an old movie with god what's his name it's gonna uh, bother you with the rest of the day orson wells i want to say orson wells uh, -huh. uh called black magic where mm -hmm. he plays this gypsy 
that hypnotizes people for like the royal courts and stuff. And it's mm. exaggerated to be sure, but the way that they show hypnosis and the way it works is completely accurate. So much so that in school, we were shown that movie in our modalities class and shown like, or an ass, like, what's he doing here? What hypnotic law is he displaying here? And uh, every other movie I've seen since then, Get Out, Hypnotic, all of those crappy movies don't come anywhere near the truth of what hypnosis actually is. It's not some weird MK Ultra mind control experiment. People love to bring that up. And I love to respond. MK Ultra uses used incredibly powerful narcotics. Mm. Like that wasn't that wasn't hypnosis. That was drugs. And what I do is not drug related in any way, shape, or form. I'll help you get off of them. But this there's as you said, there's so many misconceptions about it. It's actually hard to keep up with. And every time I hear there's a new movie or book or whatever about hypnosis. I cringe, roll my eyes, and get ready to start doing interviews because inevitably there is going to be a new wave of disinformation. The mm -hmm. latest one is this garbage Netflix movie called Hypnotic that has one of the worst portrayals of hypnosis that I have ever seen in my life. I haven't said I haven't seen that one yet. Don't so. recommend it. It's a bad movie. Okay, on top good. Of, <laughs> I, I mean, won't even top, look at it. On top of just on top of being a misrepresentation, it's also just a crap movie. But so don't waste your time. Okay, but as I said, <laughs> if you want to see a movie that actually portrays it, if not in a good light, because the guy's not necessarily a good guy, but in an accurate light, watch an old movie from the 40s called Black Magic. It's in black and white. It's old, but it's a pretty good movie. And the things that he does very much is, is the way that hypnosis actually does work. So much so that I could sit down with someone and watch it and show them this is what he's doing. This is why he's doing it. This is the effect it would have. And to the point that whoever they had on that movie, they 100% had to have a hypnotist, an actual professional hypnotist on set guiding the, the script because it's too much of the, the exact 100% by the book thing of what you're trying to do. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So I guess to reference what you just said, is there really a bad way to manipulate people with hypnotism? You know, you say you're a good guy that you use it for good, you know, like that's your superpower. <laughs> so what would be a, what would be an example? Marketing. Of someone, oh, okay. And what do you mean by marketing? Marketing, advertising, politics, take your pick. Almost oh, they, every, almost every part of a modern uh, society utilizes a hypnotic modality in some way. Really? And yes. Uh, almost all advertising utilizes hypnosis in some way. Uh, association. If I show you a, let's see, uh, a yellow M on a red background, what do you think? A yellow M on a red background? McDonald's. Oh. Yeah. And if you see that symbol, what do you immediately think of? Food food you start to get hungry you go to mcdonald's yeah. that's hypnosis that is the law of association uh so how many laws of hypnosis are there then because i keep hearing you say laws of oh, hypnosis. Uh, what, what are god, there then let me think uh there's laws of association uh mm -hmm. oh, god i don't know these offhand and i know that's really oh, bad man you failed the test um no i'm kidding <laughs> god this Let's is a see. pop quiz. You failed. No. I actually have these written down somewhere. It's not one of those things that, okay. 
repetition, association, reverse action, delayed action, and dominance. So repetition means the more I repeat something, the more you begin to associate it. Politics. If anyone's ever paid attention to politics, they'll pick a buzzword or the media. They'll pick a buzzword and they'll just repeat it over and over and over again until it becomes just an assumption. Association. association. Uh, And that brings the next one, the association. When you associate something with another thing, when you look at a corporate logo and you associate it with whatever it is they sell, uh, reverse action. Uh, basically, being told you can't do something will cause you to do something. Um, delayed action. This is specifically with certain suggestibility types relying on the fact that a hypnotic suggestion is not immediate, but will take some time to take effect. In dominance, you respond to authority. If you accept something or someone as an authority figure, you will accept whatever suggestion they give you, regardless as to whether or not it speaks against a previous belief. And all of these things are intentionally at play in all of those systems that I mentioned. And uh, anyone that's like, oh, that's conspiracy. You should go read about a man named Edward Bernays, who existed in the early uh, 20th century. He was uh, Sigmund Freud's nephew and actually founded the first public relations firm. Uh, He was initially hired by the U.S. government to convince the American public to enter into World War I, and he eventually just started working with uh, advertising agencies and the government, convincing people to do things they either didn't want to do or didn't know they wanted. And that has been the past hundred years of media and advertisement is the work of Edward Bernays. Right, like it doesn't happen now. Exactly. No, it 100% happens now. It happens worse now. Exactly. Uh, One of my favorite things to do whenever I'm watching YouTube or whatever is to watch the advertisements and pick out what tricks they are using to try to get people to to buy their product. And of course, the, the inevitable question that comes up is if these things exist, how do you protect themselves? How to protect yourself from them? How do you how do you keep from being constantly influenced? And the easiest answer is work with hypnosis. Because once you start working with a hypnotherapist and hypnosis becomes a familiar state, you know how you enter into it, you know what it feels like, you know how to get yourself out of it. You begin to recognize it in the world around you. And as you begin to recognize it, once you once you recognize something as a hypnotic influence, it ceases to affect you. Because uh, it's, it's interesting because I have a paper from the 60s written by the CIA about how if hypnosis can be used for interrogation Mm -hmm. and basically what they said is if someone is unaware they're having hypnosis used against them it'll work but if somebody is aware that hypnosis is attempting to be used you will never ever ever get anyone into trance ever because if your your mind can actively resist but if it doesn't know that there's this thing at play that that there's this influence it's just talking uh one of the wisest things that was said to me by a peer was hypnosis is just advanced communication and that really is the truth of the matter because i don't have a superpower i'm not doing anything to you i am guiding you what you are doing in hypnosis is a product of you so I am just the guide. I am just the person through my communication who takes you to that place. And so if that's true, 
what is hypnosis but just advanced communication trance mm -hmm. is a state but hypnosis is just communication and with that in mind like i said politics media advertisement all just communication but they all use these hypnotic modalities so um my question is would you say that meditation has a little bit of hypnosis in it just because it requires someone to go into same thing brands and have that reputation and have same that thing. association it's the exact same thing uh, the only difference between meditation and hypnosis is the depth. Uh, meditation will traditionally only get you into low alpha, which is your body's relaxed state. Uh, mm -hmm. Hypnosis will get you into the threshold between alpha and theta or directly into theta. So they're the same thing. Uh, and when I say these different states, so your brain has different wave patterns. Uh, it has alpha, which is uh, relaxation, calm. It has beta, which is attentiveness. Delta is sleep. And then you have theta, which is this very strange state that the easiest way to put it is it is your brain's programming state. It is where you are able to accept and process new information, new habits, thoughts, ideas. And with meditation, uh, like if to, to observe a, like a, particularly a group hypnosis session, it looks and sounds a lot like guided meditation, uh, just with a little more depth added to it. They are very similar. And in fact, once you start working with hypnosis and becoming familiar with it, you begin to realize there are dozens, if not hundreds of things out there that are simply just hypnosis by a different name, such as meditation. Yeah. But because this is a natural part of being human, People think hypnosis is this like dangerous, strange thing. And it's just part of being human. You give yourself hypnotic suggestions every day. What happens when you wake up in the morning and you tell yourself you're going to have a crappy day? Your day sucks because you gave yourself that hypnotic suggestion in that 30 minute window that you are suggestible. You gave yourself the suggestion by the person you are most hypnotically suggestible to yourself. And what in the opposite is true in the same way. If you tell yourself, even if you don't believe it, if you tell yourself you're going to have a good day and things are going to be fine, you're going to have a good day. Things are going to be fine. It's just the way it works. And the reason for that is actually neurology. It's called the reticular activating system. It mm -hmm. is an actual part of the brain. So much so I actually kind of keep it up oh, to show people. Look at you so yeah. fancy. So fancy. <laughs> But so have you ever heard of the law of attraction? Yes. Yeah. The reticular activating system is the science behind that. The law of attraction is just an attempt to attribute magical thinking to the reticular activating system. So yeah. that system is your brain's attentional filter. So there's dozens of things going on around you at any given time. Why don't you notice them? Why don't you notice your hair growing, the, the shoes on your feet? the all of these different things your tongue in your head it's because your brain simply just filters them out well what your brain filters in and out is decided by you and when you tell yourself that everything's going to suck it only shows you the bad because it assumes that's what you want to see and when you say everything is good and you're going to have a good day everything that your brain chooses to notice at that point reinforces that initial suggestion so you can literally tell yourself the day that you want to have. And that's not to say it'll guarantee that only good or bad things happen to you, but it'll determine the filter you see it through. 
Yeah. Wow. That is so amazing. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you so much for educating myself because I, I honestly did not put two and two together. No one does. Yeah, I didn't even. I had Bef- so many misconceptions. Damn you movies. <laughs> <laughs> Before I went to school for this, I didn't know either. I had no idea either. And that's why it's so important that I go and do these interviews because I didn't know until I learned and I can't expect anyone else to know until someone teaches them. So that's why I'm here. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for teaching my audience. And I guess to start wrapping up the show before it cuts us off, what would be some great advice you can possibly give myself or my audience? Uh, Give yourself only positive thoughts in the morning encourage be your own cheerleader in the morning and if you have any questions for me if you want to get a hold of me the easiest way to do so is my website www.twinravens.org and just shoot me a message from there i would love to talk to anyone that has questions awesome see there you go ladies and gentlemen if you want to know about more about jay robert literally go check out his website i was looking through everything and he has some fascinating interesting stuff that literally kept my mind thinking so when i came into this interview i was just ready to just attack him (laughs) and he did such a great job so truly if you you want to know more and you want to know everything more about jay roberts go check him out you can see his lovely photo with a card on my website under special guests and then you'll find a link to find out more directly going to his website you can set up a time you can check everything about him truly you will not be disappointed and tell a friend let people know about this because this is something really fascinating because i'm pretty sure i'm not the only one that Mm -hmm. got educated by the end of this conversation so i really thank you for your time jay you thank you very much for having me on it was a pleasure awesome awesome bye y'all